Hey, happy anniversary. Today is the four-year anniversary of me officially leaving my job. And every February 1st, every time that date rolls around on the calendar, my family and I celebrate with a, uh, I was going to say nice dinner. It's not like a nice dinner, but we have a little ritual that we do every year to celebrate the freedom of entrepreneurship and freedom of time and freedom of money. And today I want to take you back to the very beginning of what this whole thing looked like four years ago. I'll see you there. Want to know what it really takes to build a thriving, profitable business from the ground up? Hey, I'm your host, Cody Birch, and this is the Cody Builds a Business Podcast. Your unfiltered front row seat to watching me build a seven-figure online business from scratch or die trying. Let's get started. Hey, Cody Birch here. Welcome back to the show. And today is February 1st. Today is the day that I quit my job. It's the anniversary of the day I quit my job. And here's how that story went. On January 9th of 2017, I'll never forget, on January 9th, I sat down with my boss. I'd been at this job for 11 years. And I said, hey, I've got a great idea about how to move forward. And I was really excited about it. And I approached this whole transition of me quitting as a numbers game, as a logical game. I'm an engineer. I'm a computer science guy. I'm a ads nerd. I'm a I'm a quantitative analyst, right? So I thought I can prove the point that me quitting will actually be good for him. So I positioned it all as very good news and we went and sat down at a restaurant and he's like, "What's your good news?" And I was like, "Good news. Um I quit, but you'll save some money." And then I went on to explain logically why he would save unemployment insurance costs and he would save on taxes and things like that, because he would just pay me as a contractor. And I thought it would go great. I thought he'd be like, oh, that makes sense. You know, bummed to have you leave, but that makes sense. And now let's talk about how to transition smoothly. Because at the time we had some coaching clients and I was doing all of the marketing for our company and a lot of the marketing for a lot of the coaching clients. And so in a desire to not be disruptive or to be as minimally disruptive as possible, that was where that transition came into play in my head. I just, I just thought, well, just, it'll be pretty seamless. They'll get what they need. You get what you need. You pay me less, but uh, I get other clients. I don't come into the office anymore, all that stuff, right? Well, that's how I thought it would go. And it actually didn't go that great at all. Uh, I'm a logical engineer guy and my former boss is a really um, emotional guy. I don't mean that in a bad way, but he, uh, he didn't see the logic in it. He, it, he was more emotional. I don't, I don't, I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what was going through his head. I just know it was awkward and it wasn't like, oh, awesome. It, it was really uncomfortable and weird. And then he told me, I remember, to not say anything to Allison, who's my operations manager now. But at the time, she was, I don't know, she was like admin, I don't know, whatever you'd call that. Uh, and I thought, that's strange because Allison's a close friend. There's only three of us that work there. It was him and, and Allison and me. And to not tell her that the team of three was now going to go down to a team of two seemed a little odd to me. But I honored his request and didn't say anything and went back to the office. And then from there, I remember, I guess so I gave him three-week notice. I said, my last day is going to be January 31st. We have about three weeks to get this figured out and uh, make the transition as smooth as possible. But then we didn't really talk about it. And I don't, I don't remember why, but it, it became this awkward thing, this really awkward thing. So January for me, as I recall, was just mainly awkward. Uh, don't tell Allison. Don't talk about it. And again, I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what was going through his head. But I think that he might have thought that if he ignored it, it would go away, like Cody won't quit if I don't acknowledge it. Cody will stay here. I've been there for 11 years. So Cody will stay here forever. If I don't say anything or don't bring it up, maybe this is all a dream and I'll wake up and, and that's not going to happen. Again, I don't know what he was thinking. That's just how I positioned it in my head. 
And I remember a week or two went by and I asked him when it was just the two of us in the room, because Allison still didn't know. I said, Hey, do you want to talk about it now? Like we got to make a plan. What are you going to tell your clients? And what's like the press release and what are we going to do? And he's like, no, I need more time to think about it. It's like, well, that's strange. He just kind of shut down the conversation. Another week would go by. I'm like, Hey, there's like a week left. Um, do you want to talk about it now? And he's like, no, I've still got any time to think about it. This isn't like a quick thing for me. I need to keep thinking about it and not sure what we're going to do about it. And I'm thinking, well, the time's running out. Like the clock is running out. And I remember February 1st or January 31st came and went. I, I, if I recall correctly, he was out of town, which again, maybe just ignore it and it'll go away. But the date came and went and no fanfare, no thank you dinner, no thank you card, no going away bonus, no savage package, no acknowledgement is my point. It wasn't like, oh, he didn't give me enough. It's like, no, there was no acknowledgement that it even happened. So February 1st rolls around. Allison sends me a text. Hey, are you coming in today? Like you always do to the office and I text back. Uh, no, I'm working from home today. It's very strange. That's like one of my most prominent memories is Allison, who I cared about deeply, um, didn't know. I was like, this, whenever she finds out, whenever that's going to be, uh, I'm, I don't know how long I can keep up this ruse of, no, I still work there, uh, just not coming in today. But then my paycheck would have to come and then my paychecks, my paychecks would stop coming eventually. So I don't know, didn't know what was going to happen. But I remember, I think it was February 9th, the, the, the nines stick out in my head, January 9th, February 9th. I feel like that's about when Allison found out that I wasn't employed there anymore. And we made that transition plan. But I remember, um, I remember back to February 1st, I had no job and I had no clients. I didn't have anything set up ahead of time. I knew I had a two week window where I would get one last paycheck from that job because it was, you know, two week lag. The pay period ending January 31st would be paid on February 15th. And I knew I had that little bit of buffer, but I didn't have a lot of clarity. And one of my biggest regrets of that transition is I transitioned very quietly. It was part of a lack of confidence. It was a part of a lack of clarity and also a, a deference and a respect to that last employer because he hadn't said anything yet. So if I'm like, what's up world? I'm, I'm a freelancer now. I quit. I'm out of here. Who wants to hire me? Let's go write some ads and build some funnels. I didn't do that. So I just, I, I feel like I maybe updated my Facebook job title to, you know, former VP of this company or, you know, there's a only three of us. So I don't know whatever the title was, former VP of sales or whatever. Um, but I didn't, I didn't make a big announcement. I didn't do a Facebook live. I didn't write this big old blog post about freelancing. I didn't update my LinkedIn. I didn't start reaching out to past customers. I didn't do a lot of that stuff. I didn't really know what to do. Now I had been working on a website. So I think I kind of quietly launched my website and quietly wrote a blog post or two, but I just wasn't really sure what to do. So February 1st for me always reminds me of sleeping in a little bit, hanging out with the kids in the morning, taking the kids to school, writing a blog post aimlessly because I didn't know what else to do. I remember going to the gym. I just kind of took a day off to say, wow, this is this is a new direction. I've, I had never been an entrepreneur before like this where I was fully on my own. I'd had full commission jobs in the past, which kind of feels like entrepreneurship. But still, when you make a dollar, you got to, you know, you get, you get a percent of the dollar you made. But now I was like, if I make a dollar, I get to keep the whole dollar and get really close to the money and close to the um, close to the payday. Cause in the past, right. If you have a salary, I had a salary and some bonuses. And if we made money, I would get a bonus potentially if by the end of all of the filters that those dollars would go through, if, if there was any left over, I would get a piece of it. Right. But I wasn't close to the money. So we could make a million bucks, but then go spend it all 
or, or whatever. And I, I wouldn't, I wasn't close. I remember keep thinking that I was like, I'm not close to the money. I'm not, I got to get closer to the money. I'm, I'm so far removed from when we make a dollar, make a sale. I might get a little bit later, but I'm out of, it's totally out of my control if that happens. So now here I was trying to make dollars, trying to make it happen. And I get to keep it at all if I, if I made any. So that's my memory of February 1st. But I do remember this last part. That night on February 1st, we went to Cheddar's Casual Cafe. Now, it wasn't Chili's. It wasn't Applebee's. We went slightly more upscale, arguably, with uh, Cheddar's. I didn't have any money. We didn't have any savings. I hadn't prioritized savings. That's on me, not on anybody else. So we had, I don't know, you know, less than probably less than $5,000 in the bank, I would guess. We didn't have like 50 grand uh, you know, of a nest egg to start this new business. Uh, and so we went, we went cheap that night. Most of us ordered water. It's a quick way to save money. One or two of us probably shared some entrees, right? Because the servings are big and I didn't want to spend a lot of money. And I've got that receipt somewhere. If I recall correctly, we spent about 60 bucks, which isn't much for a family of five, right? I'll, of course, all my kids were four years younger. So my 14-year-old who currently eats like a horse was only 10 and probably got ordered off the kid's menu. Um, but we spent about 60 bucks. And I remember talking to my kids about freedom and talking to my kids about entrepreneurship, which I didn't understand a lot. I was just like, hey, heads up, dad's on his own now. Like, and not in a scary way, but saying, hey, there's a lot of hope, a lot of opportunity. Um, you'll be seeing me more. I don't have to go into an office anymore. I'll be able to take you guys to school more. I'll be able to go to lunch with you more. I'll be able to be a little bit more involved in your lives. Um, you know, your basketball practices. And, and, and I remember going to lunch with my kids more than I had ever gone that year because it was not that I couldn't go when I was an employee. It's just kind of weird to be like, Hey, I need like a two hour lunch today. I got to go eat my own lunch and go to the school. And it just wasn't really a hassle worth, worth, uh, in, enduring. So I was able to do that more and the kids didn't quite understand, right? At the time they were probably, let me think, uh, around six and around eight and around 10, probably five, eight and 10. They didn't really get it. They just knew, Things were a little bit different. And my wife had been on her own for a little bit too. She wasn't the main breadwinner, but she, not at the time. She, she, I say that because she has been several months of the last several years. She's the one that carried me when I couldn't figure my stuff out. But at the time, it was a little bit more pressure on me since we hadn't prioritized a bunch of savings. And now is the sole breadwinner. And I just given up uh, nearly a $100,000 salary type job with a lot of security and a lot of potential. That company, by the way, has gone on to do, I don't know the numbers, but it's, it's, it's well into the eight figures, I would assume, since I left. Maybe I was who was holding us back, right? The year I left, they made about a million. We made about a million. Then I left and they completely took off, um, which is awesome. I'm happy to hear that and and no no regrets on my part. You know, I walked away from that thing uh, at the right time for myself. So that's my story. That's my transition story. That's my jump story. It's uh, something, uh, a couple of questions I get asked. It's something I think about a lot. The first question is, do you wish you had done it sooner? And I don't wish I had done it sooner. I did it in my own time, whenever it made the most sense for me to be able to make that transition. That last year that I was with that company, I learned a lot. I met a lot of people. I learned a lot of um, frameworks and structures about entrepreneurship because for I was there for about 11 years. For 10 of those 11 years, we did sales for a nonprofit. And that last year, we did more entrepreneur stuff. We hosted our own events. We launched our own coaching programs, stuff like that. So I learned a lot and met a lot of cool people during that during that last year. So the timing was perfect. Uh, second thing I get asked a lot is like, do you have any regrets? Because like they, that company completely blew up. Do you wish you would stay longer? And unequivocally, with no hesitation, no, I don't. I left at the right time. How I was positioned in that company, like many employees, 
uh, if the company had gone on to do $10 million the next year, my salary wouldn't have increased proportionally, right? We could have 10 X the business and I wouldn't have gotten paid 10 X the amount. Um, so that's just how jobs go, right? If the company grows in sales, you might get a little bonus, might get a little nicer Christmas party that year, might get some extra perks or something like that. But, um, the income increase for me isn't proportional. And I knew that if it, if there was a 10 X growth in the company, which I think there was, I'm not sure there would also be at least a 10 X growth in the effort. So I was working like an entrepreneur, meaning nights, weekends, early mornings, late nights, several times a year, we would just work, you know, seven days a week to launch a, an event or launch a course or something like that. And I was, but I wasn't getting paid like an entrepreneur. I was getting paid like an employee, but working like an entrepreneur. Does that make sense? So no, I don't wish I had stayed longer. Uh, and the only re regret that I have, like I said, is launching out into my own a little bit too quietly. And I don't mean in a, in a rude, loud, disparaging way. I had no, no bad things to say about that last company. I was just trying to slow play it. And in hindsight, I wish that that wasn't the case. So I've learned tons of lessons. I won't walk you through them all on this episode because they're documented in the other 350 something episodes about the lessons I've learned along the way and the failures that I've had in the business and the successes I've had in the business. And it's crazy to look back now just in four years, which seems like just a blip on the radar. It's I guess 10% of my life. I'm 40 years old this year. So four out of the last 40 years I've been on my own. And, um, and man, it's just been crazy what's happened. I've written books and, or, and the podcast and live events and virtual events and challenges and coaching programs and membership sites. I've gone, I've gone at my own pace. Everybody's got their own journey. Some people go faster, some people go slower. But I'm really grateful for this journey that I've been on and grateful for those of you that are listening, grateful of those clients that have supported me along the way in the ads business and the coaching and consulting business. It's uh, It's been super fun and the journey's been amazing. And I feel like I've never had more clarity and more purpose and more vision for what I'm supposed to do next. And I'll be revealing that on the next few episodes as I kind of walk you into this new direction that I'm going. It's not a different direction. It's just a direction with more clarity on how I can help people get better results with their marketing and their funnels and their ads. So happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to me. I've got some things happening later today, some masterminds, and we're going to go to Cheddar's tonight again for the fifth year in a row, right? 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21. My parents uh, will be going with us and we'll take the, uh, we take a photo every year in the same way, try to sit in the same booth and arrange our family in the same way. So if we're friends on social media, you'll be seeing those pictures as I uh, as I put them out uh, tonight after we take our pictures there. So happy anniversary. Hope you have an awesome day. And wherever you're at on your journey, I'm, I'm rooting for you as well. And I'll see you in the next episode.